You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Low Winter Sun After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Low Winter Sun After Show. Ah. Uh. Uh. Gotta love that sweet, sweet hustle. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another Low Winter Sun after show. This is episode 103, No Rounds. My name is Matt Lieberman, and I'm here with the fantastic and talented Miss Oriana Leo. Hey there. Uh, unfortunately, Steph Z could not be here tonight. Uh, we miss her. and She's we, here in spirit. She's here in spirit, and she will be back next week. Uh, so sorry about the delay uh, from yesterday to today due to a schedule conflict, but we are happy to be back talking about Low Winter Sun, and what a great episode. Yes, it was. It really fills me with hope. You know, when you start a new show, and, and Oriana, you tell me if you feel the same way, uh, when I start a new show, I'm filled with dread, you know? <laughs> because, like, any good show could turn bad. You know, you have so much uh, hope for for it and and you're not sure whether or not the time you've invested is going to be worth it and this episode firmly put me in the oh yeah it's way worth it camp I do agree. The first, the pilot, the first episode, I felt like there was just so much information and character and, and backstory. And every episode since then has reaffirmed my hope um, that this is going to be a worthwhile series to watch. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm truly addicted and really invested in some of these characters. Absolutely. Because they had so much plot to unpack in that first episode. They drop you right in the middle of Brendan's killing when uh, there's so much backstory and trying to understand where everybody falls and where their allegiances lie, but now we're starting to get a lot of color on these characters. We understand them better. There was a lot of humor in this episode that yes. was missing from previous installments, and uh, we're, we're continuing to build out the world of Detroit, and we've we've moved past kind of mopping up Brendan's murder last week and have moved into the active, okay, how do we get out of this? Right. And I think it's just funny the juxtaposition of having some laugh lines, some good, you know, comedy in there. Yeah. Um, but this is also the same episode in which we saw a body being sawed up by sure. Brendan. So, but I love that. I love that we were able to, to kind of have the whole spectrum because mm -hmm. if it's all dry and serious, it's All no the time, fun. it's not fun. No, and and today's episode I felt like was a lot more fun. Exactly. Last week I feel like all the fun came out in the Reverend Lowdown Absolutely. scene, who I, I'm sad to say wasn't in this week, but I'm sure we'll see more of him. Such a compelling entrance. I kind of think that Reverend Lowdown is like what Snoop Doggy Dog would look like in 50 years. I could see that. Can you see that? Cooking ribs out in the Cooking back. Cooking ribs, but the gangster that runs the neighborhood and he's got the chin hair. Sure. Yeah. I could see it. I just want to throw it out there. You well, you threw it down. <laughs> but let's let's get right let's get right into this episode. So, we open with with Joe kind of coming to terms with uh with 
Katya and with with Brendan and with Brendan's murder of Anton Bobek, and we finally get to see what really happened. So last week he said, you know, I, I saved her life. She's alive. She's across the border. But I, I don't know about you. I didn't believe him. I didn't either. But apparently she is alive. And for a second, we're given this moment where we're like, oh, wow, wait. Joe has morals. He's got a, a moral center. He couldn't kill her. Maybe he ultimately is a good guy. And then I love that this show just turns it again on its head and is like, damn it, I should have killed her. As his regret, as mm-hmm. he's as he's praying in church. Yeah. He's just praying <laughs> to the Lord, God, forgive me for not, not killing. killing her. <laughs> for not killing Katya and dumping her in the river. And just to be the devil's advocate, we don't know that she's alive. Just because Joe didn't kill her doesn't mean someone else has That's it. true. We just saw her get into a car across the border. Right. Someone else could have killed her, and that is ultimately Joe's fault. Right. By By letting her go. Uh, but that was the plan for yes. plan for her to disappear. Yes. And also the way he went about it, you know, calling her whore over and over. You know, there was no respect there. No. There was really no love there. There was no mention of Frank until the very end. So, you know, he paints himself as this heroic figure to Frank that I saved her life. Yeah. Yeah, you saved her life, but, you know. But that doesn't make him a good guy. No, it doesn't. But here's the interesting thing. We still don't know a lot of... Uh, their history with Katya. How did Frank and Katya meet? What was her role in this in this whole murder of Anton? How well did she know Brendan? We still don't know how deep Joe goes with Skelos, although we have some idea. Sure. Um, and it's going to be interesting seeing these pieces get filled in. I hope we get more every week until we're we're one hundred percent on the same page right. with the writers. Um, Episode one, you had mentioned that. Um, it, you were questioning, is this a memento like, right? Kind can of, we trust, uh, can we trust Joe's memories? Right. And I think it's interesting that we're getting so much information in different order mm-hmm. every episode. And so everything seems like it will get uncovered eventually, but will it be uncovered truthfully the first time we see it? Yeah. Is the question. Yeah. I want to know when did Joe become this cold? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because even though, yes, he is a cold person and he treated her like a whore and like dirt and, you know, he doesn't really have a ton of his humanity, I feel like he had a shred more then than he does now. now. Yeah. And I'm wondering when did most of it go? Because, like, when he told his mother about uh, about Brendan's murder last last week, it was just like he was saying, oh, and by the way, I forgot to pick up peanut butter. You know. Right. Oh, by the way, Brendan died. Oh, by the way, Brendan's dead. Eh, gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go get a Coney. Lafayette. Lafayette. Not, not American. <laughs> uh, which, like, now I'm I'm tempted to go to Detroit. I want to sample. I want to know the difference between Lafayette and American. If someone knows, tweet it at us. Please do. Because I want to I want to know what makes the Lafayette so much better than the American. Now this is a Coney. This is a hamburger, correct? No, a Coney is, is a, a Coney? dog. It's a hot dog. <gasps> This but, tells you how much I know yeah. about Americana. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> no, Coney Island hot dogs. Nathan's Coney Island hot dogs, oh. and uh, a Coney is uh, is a hot dog with you know like ketchup and mustard and onions and relish, and it's like it's a fully outfitted. And that's dog. American. Or maybe chili and cheese. Lafayette's got to have some Cajun spices on it. Maybe we're we're gonna find we'll out. We'll find out. We're we're hopelessly outmatched to people who have actually lived in Detroit and know the difference. Absolutely. So, Please tell tweet us. us. So we've got Joe, this conflicted man of God, who definitely he's got a lot of guilt 
over things that he he has done and hasn't done. His moral center is a bit murky. I was going to say, man of God, I mean... Kind of. Or at the very least, he was he raised. Was. He was raised that way. Right. Uh, he, he has a past in the Catholic Church. Whereas Frank, who we we know is conflicted, but we don't know how dark he can go. Right. I think he was pushed as far as he could go. That murder was the furthest he is willing to go. He does not want to be corrupted any further. And we saw his kind of his background as a boxer. He's a fighter. He knows how to pick apart a person and, you know, pummel them into submission at the right time. And he has invested in uh, in this young fighter who he has beat him up later in the episode. So it's kind of interesting seeing him as as a detective, but also as this kind of gifted pugilist. And I'm wondering if he used to be a pro or if it's just something. Just I don't some know, kind but I'm hobby. really impressed with your line of thinking right now. Well, it's just You've just it, taken it to a whole nother level. Oh, well, thank you. But it's just <laughs> it, it's it, every little shred of evidence that we're getting about these people colors who they are and the the kinds of thinking that they have. And since we have so little other information, right. All we have is is these little pieces to kind of piece together these people and their past, and and I feel like this was a very economically written. I agree. Episode. Also, we got to see Frank's sense of humor when he said, "You had asked to spare, sir." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he kind of came back and and showed a little bit of his personality. He came to life. He came to life. He's he's kind of coming out of the gloom of I just kill the guy, right? And now we're starting to see more of Frank as he is. This this is Frank semi normal, and He's, also coming out of that that grief about Katya. Of Katya, exactly. The fact that she's alive has lifted his spirits considerably, or at least that she may be alive. Absolutely, possibly alive, hopefully alive. We don't know yet. Here's a question: Why do you think that Frank had his boxer beat him up? I was thinking the same thing. My feeling about it is that. Getting a good beating would assuage a little bit of his guilt. Hmm. He feels tremendously guilty, and there's really, he can't tell anyone, he can't confess, and humans have this intense need for confession. Yeah. That instead, by picking a fight and getting pummeled, that was the next best thing. That's just where I was going. I, I actually, I hadn't even considered that. Because I'm so like I'm such a plot guy. I'm right. like there's he's doing this so that he can achieve blank. But that actually makes a lot of sense. He's got a lot of guilt, a lot on his shoulders, and he needs to release that energy in some way, and he needs to feel the pain and the shame of what he did. I understand that. On the other hand, we have this sketch artist that comes in to talk to the witness, which we're gonna get to in a second. Uh, and these sketches come out, and my thinking was he wants to get punched in the face so that he looks even less like his sketch. And I thought so too, but then I immediately thought, well, he's going to heal back up. So, yeah. and everyone knows what he looks. I mean, yeah, I couldn't really it's not make much. Yeah, I couldn't go too far with it. And I was, Boyd knows that he didn't have a bruise on the day of the murder, right? So I, I was really just thinking about his emotionality. He's such an emotional guy. Yeah, and for him, he has no one else in his life. He's no one to turn to, mm-hmm. no one to release this to. He He's married to Joe. Yeah. You know, and he hates it. And it's like so picking on this kid that he knows is a winner to beat him up as a loser kind of. Exactly. And and 
I think he just he hates himself for marrying himself to Joe without thinking about it just a little bit more. Right. He he made this very impulsive decision that could effectively that has effectively ruined his life. And he was too emotional because it was about Katya. Yeah. And he made this emotional decision, this rash decision without being an investigator mm-hmm. and having his investigative hat on and I think it's that's what's breaking him up inside. Totally. It's it's 100% uh, the antithesis of who he is as an investigator, as a cop, as a man. Right. You know, he's someone who breaks things down and then is incredibly effective in solving them. And and it's going – I think – I'm wondering if it's going to be obvious to his bosses that he – that something's up with this case. If he's so good at his job and then suddenly the leads just aren't coming well, in. that's what I was thinking, especially when Joe's talking about, you know – we, we have to pin, pin it on, on somebody. Someone. Obviously, yeah. that is conf- con- conflicting, Frank, but it seems like it would create even more conflict um, within the department that this is the best guy. This is the guy that always figures it out. And even and, he's stumped. And he's going to be the one that lets it go cold. Never. Yeah. He would have never done that before. No. Why but- all of a sudden? It's That would seem fishy. Well, it's not that he's letting it go cold. It's that they haven't found the person. There's a difference. The difference there is Joe is willing to allow someone to go to jail or die for what they did. And Frank is willing to ruin his reputation to protect anyone else from being hurt. Okay. And that, I think, shows him as sort of our moral center of the show. Sure. He made a rash decision out of love and uh, and mourning and ultimately it screwed him and a man lost his life. A now, bad man. What do you still. think about the red urine? The ah. kidney beating, you know, cause he gave, Frank gave Joe a good beating yeah. last episode, right? Yeah. And he kept saying, this is how you do it, right, Joe? This is how you do it. So there's no marks. Mm-hmm. And he was giving him kind of internal bleeding, hitting him in the kidneys. And then today. He's, uh, he's peeing blood. Right. Joe's peeing blood. Well, it just shows what an effective beating. It was. Symbolically, it's kind of saying there's blood in the water, you know. Uh, And it kind of probably reminds Joe of the river that he wished he had thrown Katya in. And the river river that they drowned Brendan in. Very, very much could be playing on his... uh, his uh, guilt there. You impressed me today. Oriana, stop. You're we are, really... we, you are making me blush, and most people are listening to this on iTunes, and they can't even see Well, I want everyone out there face. to know that you're not feeling your best today, but you're really, you're really bringing you. it. I'm, 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 I have a science infection. You guys didn't care, but... But was, you're bringing it. Thank you. So what I was thinking, too, about having the red urine was that there's a there's a storm inside him. Yeah. Like Joe is suffering too mm-hmm. as much as he may not show it. We don't know what the internal struggle is about Joe and we may not care as much because he's not the most likable character. Yeah. But he's got pain too. He's already underwater. He's already drowning and he's trying to drag Frank down with him because misery loves company. You know, he he doesn't want to be not only does he want to survive, he doesn't want to be the only one who feels like crap about this. Absolutely. He needs someone else with him because otherwise, who else does he have to talk to other than his mother who he can't tell anything or, you know, the his sexy bartender friend. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So both Frank and Joe have this in common yeah. that they're really they're alone Mm-hmm. But together. Yes. How depressing. Right. And uh, Boyd, who, oh my God, Smarmalade, Smarmalade was back alert. <laughs> in force this week. 
I remember he, he said, I'll get well without you. Yeah, he's such a Ugh. creep. He is a creep. He's such a creep. He's so dry. And it's like, it's such, from like an acting standpoint, it's such an odd choice to me. Like, it makes sense for who this character is, but in the context of all these other people who feel very kind of lived in and and kind of normal. This guy, he he's he's like he's like a serial killer or something. He's, he's very, so I don't even know. He's well groomed, he's poised, crisp. polished, crisp. Crisp, but crisp but brittle. brittle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like he was left out after a rain and just dried too little and just like you could touch him and he just shatters. Yes. But he just he just gets under your skin and he's trying to get under under their skin. Uh, Frank decides that the only way that they're going to be able to find out what Boyd has is for Frank to flip on Joe, or at least make it seem as though they're playing. The, he and Frank are playing this game of, of of cat and mouse. And what we don't know, and what we may not know for a while, is how much is Boyd letting on, and how is is Boyd playing Frank? Because he says. Frank asks him, you know, why do you why do you trust me? He's like, you're the one I distrust the least. Right. Uh, but has Frank done so great a job and had been so effective that that is really plausible? I think it is, but it scares me because it seems like Boyd knows something. Yeah. But this, he's also corrupt. Remember the duck hunting comment? He was hoping that the detectives would take him duck hunting. He seems like he would like to be taken care of. I I don't know that that's necessarily what what that implied. What, what did that imply? I think it was it was him saying that uh, you know, like I I go duck hunting, I'm patient. Uh and and Frank said something to the lieutenant uh, along those lines toward the end of the last episode. It's basically like I know how to I know how to kill and I know how to wait for the right moment to do it. You know, you can stymie me all you want. You can block me from your crime scenes. You can not give me information, but I'll wait. And when you screw up, I'll be right there and I'll get my man and I don't need you to help me. He's the most unlikable character, but I feel like it makes sense in this, in the sense of if he were a police officer, yeah. he would be the most unliked police officer. Because he's he would, in IA. He would, but before that, he would be the, the number one candidate to send in yeah. to IA. Oh, totally. Everybody would hate him already. Everybody hates him already. Where else is he going to work? Right. But then you see him at that memorial. Everybody's dropping their, uh, their, their badge. badges into the beer, which was like such a cool little thing. And I'm wondering if that's like a real Detroit police thing. And, uh, he just looks so awkward off in the corner. Just like, just like a little awkward penguin by himself. Yeah, he's just there to to let them know that he's there and to stir up emotion. But he's not talking to anybody. He's not drinking. He's just standing there like a creep, like a creep. Yeah, like a duck hunter. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who, who hunts ducks? Creeps. creeps. <laughs> it's, it's no. If you're offense. a duck hunter, tweet us. Yeah. No, don't. <laughs> oh well, you can. It's a free country. Um, and so, and so, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious whether or not he has more information than he gave Frank. I'm sure he does. I mean, yeah. he's just a slimy guy. I figure he's trying, gonna try to play Frank. He's probably gonna try to play Joe. He's yeah. gonna try to play anyone he can to get what he wants and win. Yeah. And I'm sure, honestly, I, I'm sure there's a part of Frank that wishes he could just spill everything. 
uh, is or like spill everything that he knows about Joe to to Boyd if he wasn't tied to this murder. Sure. If he wasn't tied to this, to this murder, I'm sure he'd let Joe hang. He'd let him hang for all the other stuff that he did. I also think the detective in Frank really wants to know, get to the bottom of Joe. Oh, absolutely. How dirty is he? Well, How deep does it go? How far does it go? Especially because he fooled Frank. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a cop, especially one with his good uh, detecting skills as good as Frank's, you know, they don't get fooled often. And when they do, they're pissed. Yep. Pissed enough to fight somebody till you get beat up. Um, I want to just talk really quickly about iTunes. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners, uh, for, for watching the show or listening to the show. I love um, iTunes. I love iTunes too. And we are on iTunes. And the best way that you can support this show, if you like it, uh, is to go on iTunes and review the show. Uh, rate us. We love five star ratings. So if you want to make love us happy, them. we would love one of those. Uh, and review us. Let us know how you're feeling about the show. Let us know what we could do better, what you like about it. Uh, and tell and, your friends. And tell your friends to listen to it because it's the definitive home of low winter sun commentary. Great okay? to do while you're driving. Yeah. I like to catch up on my after shows while I'm driving. Sure. Or work or what have you. Wow. But uh, please do and please keep commenting on YouTube and tweet at us. We love joining in the conversation with you as much as you love joining in with us. Okay, now we're going to talk about the witness. He shows up uh, and you knew that something was something big was about to happen because the tense music started creeping up as uh, Frank and Joe barged into the uh, into the police station. This guy saw two men, a black guy and a white guy, take uh, take Brandon out of his out of a Ford Explorer, put it put him in his car and speed him into the river. Lift with him the up axe, on a jack. On a jack, and then speed him into the river. Right. Uh, so Frank and Joe quite skillfully destroy this witness. Quite brazenly. Yeah. They give him cold coffee. They make him uncomfortable. They get him angry. And, and they basically, they invalidate everything that he said in hopes that their boss would just throw it out. Right. However, they also made him so unsure of his own his own memory and his own testimony that uh, the sketches that he gave to the sketch artist are garbage. Right. It's Which, right. yeah, you know, like the one of Frank. He's got like he's got hair on the sides. He's got like a big bulbous nose instead of Mark Strong's very prominent. You know. Stork like, <laughs> it's, it's a big nose. It's a big nose. It's a big strong. Do you think nose. it could be seen from less than a hundred yards away? I think you could see that nose with from vision. three football fields. Wow, away. it's a big nose. <laughs> it's not an offense. It's not not in an offensive way. He's he's a badass. It's a handsome nose. It's I a think. handsome nose. It's I'm, I was about to say it's a delicate nose, it's not a delicate no. nose, but. Uh, it's prominent, it's powerful, it's a source of his virility, it's his Samson's hair. <laughs> if someone were to shave off his nose, he'd lose his power. He absolutely would. And I think it's, I love that they discredit this witness in the sense that I'm a big fan of, like, the first 48 and mm-hmm. forensic files and the real nitty gritty okay, of detective shows. Okay, so from shows. your perspective. So from my personal perspective, I... I liked how realistic that was because eyewitness testimony does tend to be a little shady. Mm -hmm. You only remember so much um, as they kind of confuse the witness with what did he see or what did he remember. And the suspects were sitting right in front of him and he didn't recognize them. Absolutely. So they're, you know, they were really playing with that. And even when they get out of the interview and he mentions, well, 
He said Ford Explorer. He said, I, I own an Explorer. Yeah. And he did that earlier in the episode, too. You know, he doesn't look anything like me. Hmm. Uh, Quite just, brazen, he, I thought. Yeah, he's just throwing it in the guy's face because he, he knows he's protected that the guy has nothing. Right. You know, it, it's it, there's so little specific... Uh, there are so few specifics in what he has to say that he's a useless witness. Right. Um, but he's enough to get uh, the deputy chief off of the lieutenant's back. Right. So they're super excited about that. I don't know where it's going to go, and I'm a little concerned. Because I was hoping that we were going to get to see the the way this played out between Joe and Frank and their fight of Frank wanting someone or Joe wanting someone to go down for it. And Frank I'm not. sure that discussion is not, is far from over. Yeah. Especially once the case starts to go South. Cause for, as for right now, they feel like they have the upper hand. They're ahead of Boyd. Boyd's no, Boyd knows that Joe is in deep with Skelos. He probably knows more than he's letting on, but that's really all he knows. He doesn't know anything about this murder. There's nothing tying them to the murder. No forensic evidence tying them to the murder. Uh, you know, just the tap water. And just the, the tap water is the only thing throwing it off. Yeah, but they don't. It's it, it's not specific enough that they would know where the tap water came from, and. Uh, Oh, the time of death was also thrown off. Exactly. And because benefit. of that, and because of that, they're also kind of like thrown clear. So for right now, they feel like they're ahead of the case. When things start to turn sour, we may return to, uh, Joe wanting to pin someone with this. And he may be able to, uh, sway Frank on it. Who knows? Um, anything else on this witness before we move on? I don't think so. I mean, you just brought the name of Skelos up, so that kind of sparked some things in my imagination. Okay. Well, we're going to get to Skelos in just a second. I just want to talk really quickly about a movie called The Adventures of Serial Buddies. Uh, it is a dark comedy created by uh, Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, who founded AfterBuzz TV. Uh, it was released earlier this year and is now available on SerialBuddies.com and on iTunes, as well as Video On Demand. It's a really funny movie, a dark comedy that's super twisted about serial killer friends. Uh, if you love to laugh, you should watch it. Yes. Uh, it's loaded with celebrity cameos. Maria herself is in it. Beth Bears from Two Broke Girls. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher McDonald, uh, as many people remember from Happy Gilmore. Uh, Henry Winkler is in it. Artie Lang is in it. It's it's a great movie. What a cast. Yes. It's a great movie. It's available for four ninety nine to rent, five ninety nine to buy, and every red cent of it goes back into AfterBuzz TV. We put out around 60 shows a week here, all for free. Uh, none of us hosts get paid. All the money goes into keeping this network alive and giving you great free content. So if you want to support us and help us continue bringing you great free content, buy the movie, rent the movie, and you get some great entertainment and also help us keep bringing you more entertainment. Well said. Thank you. Let's talk criminals. Okay. So... We had some movement on the uh, Damon and Maya Callis front. We learned a little bit more about their relationship, about Maya's past. We still don't quite know what Skelos' tie to her is, but right. we have an idea. So, uh, Maya has an ex-husband or a dead ex-husband. We right. don't know for sure. Not sure. Um, Sean was his name. Sean was his name. And he uh, he wa was the owner of the International. Damon is the son of someone who worked for Skelos. So he's been in with Skelos his whole life. Right. Uh, ostensibly. Although his father was obedient like a dog. Yes. According to Skelos, and Damon is not. Well, uh, the way that Skelos talked down about Damon's father, 
I imagine that Damon growing up thought that his dad was a chump. You know, you should be running this town. Why are you why are you taking commands from someone like Skelos, this old man? You know, what are you doing, Dad? I could do it better than you. It would explain the chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. Certainly. Yeah, if his dad was just, you know, some enforcer, he, he of course he wants more and he's hungry, so he's setting up this abandoned on the east side of town. And uh, and he he's trying to get it open as quickly as possible so that he can pay back Reverend Lowdown for his protection. Now, Reverend Lowdown, a.k.a. Snoop Doggy Dog in 50 years. Sure. Um, we still don't know exactly what it is that that he runs. Right. I mean, we know that he's in on his territory. He runs everything in his territory. Everything? In his territory, okay. I imagine he would. You know, uh, so drugs, he's... prostitution, uh, gambling. Anything that goes on in his territory, he has a piece of it. So he's got to give his cut from the abandon yeah. to, to Reverend, Reverend Lowdown. Lowdown because it is in Reverend Lowdown's territory. He couldn't build it in Skelos' territory without Skelos knowing about it. Right. Um, so he built it in Reverend Lowdown's territory, and he brought on Nick at Meyer's request to help him build it. Nick, who's still in kind of an emotional freefall. <laughs> he's he, Apparently, he's been crazy since he was a kid. It's not just the Afghanistan PTSD. Right. Uh, that was the, maybe a trigger. Yeah. But, dude, I feel so bad for this guy. He seems like he is about to snap it or cry at all times. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's on the verge of tears at all times. And I just want him to be happy. I know. I just want him to be happy, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Well, even if even if he is happy killing people, yeah. do you want him to be happy? Uh, a little. Okay. You know. Just checking. I mean, as long as they're bad people, right? As long as they're bad people. Yeah. On the scale. On the scale, maybe it evens out. Okay. I just want him to be happy for a second, and then maybe he goes to prison. Okay. Um, and he could kill people in prison. I'd uh, like to just note that Damon has put together a pretty nice whorehouse. Yeah. They ran out there. They, they burnt the wires and they stole some generators by using Nick's information and wielding some, some copper pipes, some copper pipes in order to get what they wanted and scheme in broad daylight with witnesses. And I was commenting that it's Detroit. I mean, maybe that's just what happens. I guess. I mean, it was a pretty it's brazen. It's a junkyard. Yeah. But how, also, how did they fit the generators into his Dodge Challenger? I was Which also- is such a flashy car. If you're going to be, if you're, if you're going to be a criminal, unless you're the guy, you, you, you drive a, a, a shitty car. Did you know how? Notice how clean it was as well. It, it was, like was spotless. spotless. It was a little bit. Yeah, yeah it stands out. A little bit suspicious. People remember a brand new Dodge Challenger. Yep. Yeah. So maybe he should cut back on the excess. I think so too. Also, but I, I was noticing they had chandeliers in there. Yeah. They had really good lighting. They it had was all satin running, hanging off the walls. All running off generators. I mean, I he got that together quickly. Like that. Boom! It's yeah. probably because of all the coke he's doing. Yes. He probably probably isn't sleeping. Isn't sleeping he and looks like highly he hasn't productive. slept in two years. Yeah. Uh, but Skelos is very familiar with Maya. Uh, you know, he's probably known her for many, many years, watched her grow up. But it's weird. Super There's a creepy. real creep factor about oh, it. Like, yeah. he wants her. So bad. And she has a understanding of that in some way. She mm-hmm. tolerates it. Yeah. Well, it seems like she may have been one of the girls that worked for him for a while. Like a prostitute? Potentially, or at the very least a stripper, you know. So 
on that I'm gonna level. I'm going to hold out for stripper just because I, I like Maya. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can still like her. She might have just been stripper pushed, pushed into a hard situation, you know. But he's he's probably seen her in some state of undress. There's a vulnerability there and an understanding there. It's a lived-in relationship. Sure. But I don't think that they necessarily he has necessarily ever touched her. I hope so. I hope not. Anyway, um, maybe we'll maybe find we'll out. find out. Yeah. And it may be the reason why Damon hates him so much. Could be why true. he hates Skelos. And Maya now pushes Damon to off Skelos. And he like Damon wants to be Skelos, but he is not Skelos. He is so not Skelos. Skelos is careful. Skelos is a mob boss. He's older. Yeah. He has cojones. He has cojones, but he also knows when not to make waves. He's like this dead cop thing. It's too much heat. We're all pulling it back. back Absolutely. Until this all blows over. He is a smart, smart criminal. Damon is like a hungry young pup. He doesn't care. Yeah. So if he if he kills Skelos, if that even comes to pass, because he'll probably fail at that. But if he kills Skelos, it is not going to go over well for Joe. Joe is going to get dragged back into this. Oh, wow. There's there's no way that he doesn't, because when Skelo when Skelos dies, all of the meticulous, you know, maintaining of his criminal empire and any evidence that pertains to it, that's all gone. Absolutely. You know, because Damon's not going to care about the no, details. No, Damon's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Anyone that can say, I am Skilo, he said, I'll be Skilos. Yeah. And then Maya comes back and says, if you want to be Skilos, Skilos has to be gone. Yeah. Like, you have to replace him. You and can't just be the next Skilos. Here's the reason why he'll never be Skilos. He's sitting in the dark, unfinished whorehouse sampling the coke that he stole off the drug dealer in the first episode. Yep. Yeah. Not it, really good business practices. No. No, business 101. Dude's a moron. Uh, but hopefully we're going to get some advancement next week. Uh, I think it's time that we move into predictions. Ooh, okay. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right, Oriana, what do you think is going to happen next week? Well, as we are seeing, I think there will be more uncovered. So it may not happen in the future. It may have happened in the past, and we'll Mm -hmm. get to learn more. I think we're going to see more of Katya Mm -hmm. and her involvement with Brendan. Maybe some more flashbacks to those scenes and Joe. We're going to learn more about that information. Um, The show ended with Frank going to Canada, kind of retracing those steps. So I'm thinking we're going to go, we're going to go there and have an adventure of some sort. I don't know what. Okay. But Frank seems to be really carrying a a torch for Katya. He's listening to the voicemail over and over again of her just saying yes. So something that I feel like that is, is where we're going and then to the next episode. Okay. I, uh, I agree. I think. I think Frank's attention is going to be divided between the case and trying to find Katya up in Canada. I don't know if we find her next week or find out if she is, in fact, dead. Um, I think that things are going to start developing a little bit on the Danny front. Like, not not too much because, you know, like, he's still in love with Katya. But if Katya turns out to actually be dead up there... He may he may succumb because she totally wants him. She totally wants him, but he has a, a he has a twinkle in his eye for her. It's true. Um, I think that Joe is going to be drawn back into the criminal element, and that Boyd may catch him at some part of it. Uh, we'll see next week. Uh, Oriana, where can the people find you? The people can find me on Twitter at Miss Oriana Leo, and also at Be the Best Guest. 
That's my blog, and you can check it out at bethebestguest.com. All right, and you can find me at on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Breaking Bad and Under the Dome after shows. Have a great week, everybody. We will see you next Sunday. Thank you. Thank From you. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 